Hi, I'm Elisa Keaton, the founder of Revelation Wellness, and I'm inviting you to join us for our very first public semester of Revelation Wellness University, also known as RevU. So whether you're brand new to fitness or you're a seasoned professional, RevU will train you in the mind-body connection and inspire you to live out that connection as you love God and people. Each of our RevU courses will help you develop spiritual disciplines and for some of you, your professional skills. You'll get cutting edge health and wellness education and discipleship training led by experienced Revelation Wellness instructors who are more concerned with the shape of your heart than the shape of your body. RevU is for everyone. You'll come away inspired and renewed in your walk with Christ, and you'll get practical tools to help you lead and serve and live in a way that God is uniquely calling you to. So scroll down on this page to read about the individual courses we're offering this semester, and then sign up for the courses you'd like to take. If you're ready to go deep as you learn and grow in the field of health and wellness through Christ, I hope you will join us for RevU. Well, hey everyone, you just heard a little promo piece about Rev University. Rev University, yay! So excited about this. You can now sign up for our very first public semester of Rev University. Rev University was initially for all of our instructors who graduate and go out and are doing what they do and living the life that God has given them on the other side of instructor training. And they just want to keep growing, being in a community, being discipled, renewing their mind, not losing the freedom that they have been gaining. And we've been doing that for them, but we thought, you know what? These classes could benefit anybody. If you're a fitness enthusiast, a professional, you are going to benefit. You are going to grow in the knowledge of Christ and your passion for health and fitness. Like I once did years ago, just not knowing what more could I know here that I don't know. And for those of you that are, you wouldn't even consider yourself a fitness person, but you're curious, you are using these podcasts and you know things are changing inside of you. You want change that lasts eternal and godly purposes for your life. Rev you, this particular class is gonna give you that because this first class that we're offering to the public is called Rewired. This is an option for those of you who want to keep growing in renewal of your mind concerning your body connection and the choices you make. It is taught by our um, fellow graduate of Platoon, uh, Revelation Wellness Fitness Instructor, Erin uh, Bremer. She is also a RevWell educator. You guys, she's the real deal. <laughs> real deal, loves the Lord with all her heart and has given him all her mind and he's filled it with great knowledge about things that I'm passionate about too, this brain-body connection, that it's not just by happenstance that you are changing your life as you are here. It is on purpose and God can be, you will find God in it, have joy and give Him glory. So I hope you will register for Rev uh, University, swipe up on the show notes, get the show, uh, get the uh, link and get yourself ready, registered. You're going to get cutting edge health and wellness education, discipleship, training the whole time. We're going to train your whole self and continue this conversation. Okay, so don't miss out on that. It starts February 22nd. Now you know. And meanwhile, let's get to revving the word today. We're going to press in to the end of King Hezekiah, the end of his life. What do you think? Does it end well for Hezekiah? 
or not well. It's always, it's always a mystery with these human beings that we are. Will he be faithful to God? Let's go and move our bodies in and find out more about that and become the people God's created us to be. Talk to you guys soon. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Okay. Yes, we need to rise up tonight. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Do a few of those. Inhale, exhale. Get in your body. And some of you need to maybe shake your hands a bit. Maybe just let your arms feel like wet noodles. Don't take yourself so seriously. Right? Joy. Please step into this space and this time with great joy. So God, thank you. <laughs> thank you for breath. Thank you for brain, thoughts. Thank you for feelings. Lord, I pray in this episode, in this time together, that for those people who feel like they can't feel anything, would you, King of Kings, most beautiful one, give them a vision for you. <laughs> Because you make us speechless, God. When you walk into the room, no words are needed. And our feelings bow. If they've been asleep, they awaken to bow. So come on in. Enter us fully. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, today, you're just gonna move your body nice and easy. I actually would encourage this to be just a walk. There's no striving in this one because I need us to get this message today. It's really important because we're gonna wrap up our time together, pressing into a forefather, Hezekiah. <laughs> we're gonna look at the end of his life because Hezekiah was a king who did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. May you be a son or a daughter right now who, do, who you do what is right in the eyes of the Lord. You don't bow to your comforts. You serve a king and he's good. He will never ask you for anything that won't give you life in return, friends. That's what the world convinces us. Convinces us that he is not good, he is not trustworthy. <laughs> and it's the very lie from the very beginning. So let's press into Hezekiah today. So just move your body easy. I'm not gonna tell you to go faster, slower. The Holy Spirit in you is very capable of leading you through this time. All right. Can you look around wherever you are right now? Can you just take in your surroundings? That's the nice part about if you're running real fast, it's harder to do that. So open your awareness right now. One of the problems 
challenges, with suffering or hard times, is our vision gets really narrow. And it's actually a survival mechanism to keep you safe. But <laughs> there's more to you than just staying safe. So open your heart, open your face, open your eyes and look around. Breathe in through your nose. <sighs> Exhale out your mouth. Do a few of those. That's good. All right, so you're gonna hear me get breathless, but that's because I'm moving and talking. So don't compare your effort to mine, okay? Moderate intensity today. Here we go. Second Chronicles 32, starting in 24. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And he prayed to the Lord and he answered him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him for his heart was proud. Therefore, wrath came upon him and Judah and Jerusalem. But Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. So the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. This is the word of the Lord. Okay, <laughs> it's not a complicated message today. It's the same message, and we know this to be true, that our hearts grow proud. <laughs> our hearts have the heart disease of pride. More than anything else, pride. But if you have ever heard or thought that we serve a God who is unkind or unforgiving, the Old Testament is filled with wrath, guess what? There is some wrath. But more than that, there is a merciful God. So much so, I don't have time today. Spoiler alert, Hezekiah's son takes kingship next and he messes it all up and he is the worst of the worst <laughs> but even when his son Manasseh was at the worst of the worst humbled himself and sought the Lord like his father did God relented <laughs> in his mercy and his compassion he is for us, not against us. Repeat after me. 
God is always for me, never against me. Say it as you move. Say it over and over. Use your mouth. Everyone, neuroplasticity. You have to think something new. You have to say something new. And you have to do something new. God is for me. When everything feels against me, God is for me. And it should cause you to fall to your knees. Because it is not a work of your own doing. This is grace. All right, I'm gonna reference, cross-reference 2 Kings 20. It talks more in depth about Hezekiah's illness and his recovery. <laughs> Hezekiah, sick to the point of death. And Isaiah the prophet comes to him and says, set your house in order, for you shall die, you shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, saying, Now, O Lord, please remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. Hezekiah <laughs> is entreating the Lord. He is going on to him, standing on his faithfulness and making a plea. <laughs> and God listens to Hezekiah. You guys, God is way more available than we go and ask and seek. Ask, seek, humble yourself, finish well. Okay, so Hezekiah seeks the Lord, asks him to remember who he is and what he's done, and he wept bitterly. And before Isaiah had left the presence of God, the word comes from the Lord saying, turn back, or this is what he said to Isaiah, turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, 
thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of King of Assyria. And I will defend this city for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. So here's what we need to note. Hezekiah was prideful at this time. Notice that the word of the Lord came through Isaiah. It didn't come to Hezekiah anymore. Why is that? Because Hezekiah grew proud. Remember, he was having success. He was winning battles. He was esteemed and highly favored. Y'all, this is so crucial for us because we tend to think the be-all and end-all of our journey with the Lord is a comfortable life, and it's not. We get well so we can run into the fire. At a time when kings go to war, we go to war. We don't sit high in an ivory tower. And this was happening to Hezekiah. We see in 2 Kings 20, verse 12, that in Hezekiah's pride, things were going well. He starts entertaining the enemy, the Babylonians. He starts showing off all his blessings to his enemies. <laughs> it says in verse 13 of 2 Chronicles 20 that Hezekiah welcomed them, the Babylonians, and he showed them all his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oils, his armory, and all that was found in his storehouse. There was nothing in his house or in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. This is pride, guys. This is a man who has lost the secret place. Do you have a secret place? Do you have a place with the Lord where it is just you and Him and there's treasures there that no one else needs to see or know? And you know, you know they're there because He's there. You don't need to cast your pearls to your pigs. You don't, and actually you shouldn't. Jesus tells us, don't do that. Hezekiah's pride, he paraded himself and his blessings before other people and enemies. Come on. It's a scary thought. I would propose that Hezekiah grew proud in his blessings. And his blessings became his showcase. When do you want to know what blessings are meant to be? They're building materials. They're building materials for the next battle. 
you don't show the enemy these things. You don't parade it. This is why we're told in 1 Thessalonians 4.9 to live a quiet life, mind our own affairs, and to work with our hands. <laughs> Do that in brotherly love. You want to love your enemy? Live quietly. Keep your head down. Mind your own affairs. And work with your hands. Because idle hands are the devil's workshop. This is probably Hezekiah. He's bored. His blessings became boring. He began to see them as burdens numbing instead of staying in the presence of God, worshiping in the house of the Lord, right? Because again, Isaiah comes to him and he is not found in the house of the Lord. Isaiah comes to him and says, you're gonna die. Set your house in order. Your end is near. But Hezekiah falls on his face, calls upon the faithfulness of God. Yeah, and the Lord listens. Turn back and say to Hezekiah, the leader of my people, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. I will heal you. And on the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. What does the third day remind you guys of? That's right. God says, I'm gonna add 15 years to your life. And I will deliver, I will deliver you and this city out of the hand of the king of Syria. Guys, the message today is don't let pride be the end of you. Don't let pride be the end of you. How do you know you're prideful? <laughs> you're the exact opposite of a free and forgiving person. Because a free and forgiving person is a worshiper. They hold nothing. They don't need to prove anything. Hezekiah was proving himself. Still, you know you're prideful when you cannot believe the best. When you can't think optimistically, you are thinking dreadfully in line with death. And Jesus, or God tells us, I set before you life or death. Choose. Hezekiah was growing cold, calloused, prideful in his blessings. You know you're a prideful person and you are not willing to be uncomfortable. Oh, come on. This is the wellness world's message. They get well to barricade themselves in a castle of health, thinking good things, drinking green things. They're benefiting 
from the optimistic living without worshiping the one who gives the ability for them to choose what is good, what is right, what is true, what is noble, what is praiseworthy. We as Christians will walk in the footsteps of Christ. If you haven't encountered a cross, a crucifixion moment in every day, I would encourage you, sit down, be still, and be loved. Be searched, and let the Lord find your callous, prideful place, because it's gonna grow. It's gonna turn into Hezekiah's condition. And here's the other thing. <laughs> Those who are benefiting from God's blessings by living optimistically, doing all the right things, guess what? Just like Hezekiah, every one of us, we will face an end. We are mortal beings. Success does not solve mortality. <laughs> I'm sure this is why God said, go tell Hezekiah this is it. We're at the end. Yeah. And so Isaiah goes. And Hezekiah humbles himself. And guess what? God comes through. And Hezekiah asks the Lord, what will be a sign that, that I will know you will heal me? And the Lord says to him, this shall be the sign <laughs> that the Lord will do what he promised. The sun will move 10 steps back. Yeah, and actually God, God lets Hezekiah vote in. He says, do you want the sun to go forward or go back? And Hezekiah said, well, it's easy for something to go forward. Let's make it go back, Lord. Do something that I will know only you could do. I only know time moving forward. And the Lord, brought the shadow back 10 steps. Everyone, as you're moving right now, count 10 steps. Could you imagine standing there right now? And some of you need to do this. Stand still. Look at your shadow. And watch Watch it move back 10 steps. Watch the sun move 10 steps back. That is the God of creation. And listen, God answered him. And it was right after this that Hezekiah parades his stuff to the enemies. Right, so his pride was already there. And God tells him, it's over. And Hezekiah pleads, 
and then God delivers. And then Hezekiah fails again. He did not make return according to the benefit done to him, for his heart was proud. <laughs> it's so sad. Yeah. Then Isaiah shows up again to Hezekiah. Now he got his extra 15 years. But he says to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Behold, days are coming when all that is in your house and that which your fathers have stored up to this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And some of your own sons who will come from you, for whom you will father, shall be taken away, and they shall, they'll be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Do we see Hezekiah? Let's just sum it up. Hezekiah sought the Lord. The beginning of his reign when he was nobody. He was strategic enough to know, let's restore temple worship. And he did it. And that's why next to King David, he's one of the greatest kings. He restored worship in the heart of his people. And then he grew fat, lazy, slothy. A spirit of stupor came over him because there was peace in his land. Now that's the hard thing, right? We go, well, that's not Hezekiah's fault. It was peace. We could per perhaps say, maybe Hezekiah needed to be among the people more. Maybe he needed to be more accessible. Maybe Hezekiah needed to hear from more people. This is why the greatest advice I've ever been given was by one of the greatest, by Jenny Allen of the If Gathering, If Gathering founder. I interviewed her a few years back. She said the greatest advice to me, stay connected to suffering. Stay connected to suffering. We don't advance in the kingdom to anesthetize ourselves from suffering. Yeah. So Hezekiah, he grew prideful in his heart. And that's when Isaiah comes and tells him, you're going to die. You're sick. You're going to die. And Hezekiah pleads and gets the sign and confirms that he'll get 15 more years. But then in his pride continued, shows his blessings to the enemy, struts them, parades them, mocks. God did not tell him to do that. He didn't tell him that. He just did it. Like he must have thought, man, I got God on a leash. I got God on speed dial. We're fine. Me and God, we're good. Come on, anyone? You know what the deal with that is? It's all about you. 
The minute you make it about you, you are seeking the God of comfort, selfishness, pleasure of the flesh. And here's the sad part, just to sum it up. The king who was one of the greatest since David, who led the people to worship, restored worship, giving people blessings. The people of God were reigning and ruling. Same king that took them into that, because of this final time he did not humble himself, the Lord told him, I'll do this. Go be found in the temple on the third day. But Hezekiah was found in his house again, this time showing off his gifts to the enemy. And because of that, Hezekiah wasn't just going to die and be in ruin. The entire people of God would be carried away into captivity. They'd be carried away to Babylon. You guys, the days of Babylon, great destruction. The Israelites find themselves in a new Egypt called Babylon. Hezekiah, the greatest king with the greatest leadership, managed to lead the people into the greatest destruction in the end. Because of his inability to bend his knee and serve God like he did in the beginning, his inability to return to his first love cost him his children his children's children and his people's children, captivity. So I give you this message today. It's a warning message. Do not let pride be the end of you or your children or your people or your vision or your dream. Honor the Lord with your whole body with your soul, your mind, and your strength. Honor him all the time. Be about the Father's business. Do whatever it is you need to do to be found in him. I'm gonna go quiet. I'm gonna give you full two minutes. Two minutes? Just worship. Fall down. Yeah, make it a practice. You guys, you want to practice a presence in your life of God? You have got to have a practice of falling down, surrendering all of it. Yeah, be with Him two minutes. Breathe, offer Him a prayer. Of your breath. Worship the Lord. Let's just sing it out again. So all I need to do is worship. All I need to do is say His name out loud. All I need to do is lift my hands and surrender. 
Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death and he prayed to the Lord and he answered him and gave him a sign but Hezekiah did not make return according to the benefit done to him for his heart was proud therefore wrath came upon him and Judah and Jerusalem But Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of the Lord did not come upon them in the days of Hezekiah. Now let me read for you how 2 Chronicles closes out Hezekiah's life. And Hezekiah had very great riches and honor, and he made for himself treasuries, silver, gold, precious stones, spices, shields, all kinds of costly vessels, storehouses for the yield of grain, wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of cattle and sheepfold. He likewise provided cities for himself and flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him very great possessions. And this same Hezekiah, closed the upper outlet of the waters of Gihon and directed them down to the west side of the city of David. And Hezekiah prospered in all his work. And so in the matter of the envoys of the princes of Babylon, who had been sent to him to inquire about the signs that had been done in the land, God left him to himself. That's when, the, that's when he was showing off his stuff. In that matter, God left him to himself in order to test him and to know all that was in his heart. God knew this is for Hezekiah would know what was in his heart. And we know in the end of it all, Hezekiah humbled himself again, but it was costly this time. God was not going back on his word. Although Hezekiah got 15 years, God wasn't going back. Babylonian captivity was coming. Verse 32, and now the rest, the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds. Behold, they are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet in the book of Kings of Judah. And Hezekiah slept with his fathers. And they buried him in the upper part of the tombs of the sons of David. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did him honor at his death. <laughs> Even in his folly, he was honored. Y'all, let's not end like Hezekiah. 
We have something greater. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Hezekiah didn't have that. He was led by a spirit, by the people, prophets. But we have something greater. And we have no excuse. Stay connected to suffering. Do not let pride be the end of you. Finish well. Pray and plead for God to move. Make intercession. And when he acts, because he will, be found in the temple of the Lord. Be found as a worshiper. Give it away. Someone else is in need. Seek to serve the lost of your city. Not to hole up in an ivory tower. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that we know that your word is true, that you reward those who seek you. But God, we will not camp out in our rewards. We are here to do your will. Help us to know that our blessings are building materials. Our blessings are raw resources for the next battle that will come. That we are not here to spend ourselves on ourselves. We spend it all on you, God. May every investment we make, choice we make, be sowing a seed into a field of a harvest. That when you come back and you return, you will find your people, your bride, your church, beautiful, holy, spotless and blameless she will not be fat she will not be lazy she will not be deaf she will be attentive and ready have your way God make us ready today everyone open your hands release your pride soften your grip breathe see the Sun move ten steps back and you just gained perspective of more time and more space to make much of God. That He can redeem lost time. Humble yourself and be found at His feet. In Jesus' name, amen.